Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Holly. And I'm Bridget. And this is Girls Next Level. (laughs) Welcome back to Girls Next Level, everybody. Today we have a very special guest with us today. If you haven't guessed because we've been talking about him for like the last three episodes, but we have Stephen Molesky here. He is a makeup artist extraordinaire. He did Bridget and Kendra's makeup for years, but particularly on this Europe trip we just got done talking about. And he has a ton of stories, which I don't even know. So I'm so excited to hear. Now, since he did Bridget's makeup, I'm going to pretty much turn the interview over to her. I'll just be over here interrupting as I usually do. So welcome, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm so happy you're here. I know. We've had so much to talk about. And I did you the other day and you're like, we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Yeah. I kept saying, no, don't tell it. Wait, save it for the show. Save it for the show. Because it's always best when it's fresh. Yes. the first time. Um, <laughs> I want to back way, way up because I know we're going to talk all about the Europe trip. I know we're going to talk about um, yeah. all of the stuff Playboy related and everything. But I want to know more about like just you and who you are. And like, where did you grow up? Because you were always in LA, were you? I'm from Florida, a, a small town, Bradenton, Florida, um, right north of Sarasota. But I was always into the, an art major and painting, whatever. But quick story, which I thought was so interesting is that Previous to me being at the mansion and working with you guys, I worked with a lot of playmates and like they would always tell me in Atlanta, I was, I would worked with uh, Kimber West, who was a big playmate and she did like Helmut Lang and she, all these different photographers she worked with, but she would always be like, you need to go to LA. You'd be amazing. You need to work with Playboy. And it was this, the funny thing is the first time that I arrived at the rock and was coming to the playboy mansion i was like this is like a full circle because everybody had told me for so long about you need to be a playboy yeah but yeah i was uh, from florida and i moved to atlanta and then in 2005 i thought i was gonna pick up and go to la and drive around on a vespa and do makeup and whatever and um (laughs) i moved out here and i got the quick reminder that um, LA is very big and you can't ride around on a Vespa. So I was trying to find work and I didn't work for like Wait, eight months. Wait, how are you going to get that makeup bag? I know that, that's that's in my head. You know how those fantasies you never go somewhere and you're like, oh, it's the California dream. You're going to have a backpack. When go. he when he came to my room the other uh-huh. day to do my makeup, he literally had three giant suitcases of stuff. Oh, damn. And I was like, holy shit! Like, well, I mean, well, now I travel and I do like every single skin type, and I have like you know, one day it'll be a campaign, one day it'll be something else. But it, mm-hmm. so I do have a huge kit. But back then I was 25, had never been to New York. Just had a few pieces in your pocket. I just had like a small <laughs> kit. And so like, but the fantasy was, is like go to LA and make it big. And I was going to work with Whitney Houston or Christina Aguilera and like all this whole, this fantasy, because like I was a small town kid that mm-hmm. had these dreams of working with big stars, but I didn't have ever, like, I didn't never had an agency, never had that like fashion forward. Like I'm going to, you know, work with this person, this person. I just was like always doing what I loved. The thing is for eight months, I didn't work. And I was like, my parents were supporting me. I was like trying to get jobs on Craigslist. And then my girlfriend, Martina Andrews, had done a video with Cara Monaco Mm -hmm. and with Carmen Electra. And Martina put me in touch with Cara. 
Kara and me fell in love and we did uh, makeup a few different times. And then it's right at the time that she was going to be playmate of the year. And then she talked to you because I think that you guys liked what I did. And then we did like one job. I think it was actually the Captain commercial. No, it was Guitar World. And then Captain. And then we did um europe because i was gonna say we were way too friendly when the captain came yeah we were joking around whether he's gonna be hot or yeah, not yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that because it was one of those where i think that i i mean it was a long time ago but it was one of those where we i feel like they put episodes before other episodes yeah oh yeah it was a mess <laughs> yeah because to me in my head i thought europe was like after guitar world because the publicists rob and terry mm-hmm. were like as soon as we worked on guitar world i feel like every single day or something i was getting a call from the, the girl bridget and kendra have this bridget and kendra have that and we were off and running um but i feel like i remember mary god, god rest her soul <laughs> mary calling me up into the attic as i always thought of it and then her who was the co-worker that was there um norma norma yes Mary loved me, but Mary was like my grandmother to me. Like she was just very much like very, very, very nice and warm, but very blunt. Like yes. she just was like, so they're the girls want you. Hef says it's okay. Um, what's your rate? And I'm like, and mind you, this is like my fourth job in LA. Like I had not, or like very, very new. And I'm just like, it's two girls, it's hair, it's makeup, 400 bucks. And she's like, okay, done. And so I was like going for $400 a day for two weeks to Europe. And it was, but it was one of those where I'm like, now uh, when I think about it, I'm like, in LA, that was so cheap. (laughs) But I had no idea because you guys were like my first opportunity, like the foot in the door in Hollywood. So it was just like one of those, like looking back at it, it was so eye opening, but so magical and like innocent if you will yeah because of like everything Mm -hmm. that was involved like so many firsts and just it was great well from our perspective like we you know had so many different events and so many different things that we needed hair and makeup for and we would always pull from the studio Mm -hmm. like we would get sarah or kim Mm -hmm. one of those people to come and do our makeup and but they were getting pulled too thin because they also have to do the playmates makeup and people that are testing and they're like well we can't do their makeup that day we have somebody shooting that day and so they're like we need to get another other makeup artists and I, w- I was asking some of the playmates like who do you get your makeup done with like when you're here what, who, do, who does your makeup for the parties and stuff and I remember Kara saying oh Steven he's amazing <laughs> yeah Kara I, we had a conversation and I was like I have to say it I'm like Martina Andrews like opened the door because you know it's it, like especially in LA it's all about mm-hmm. who you know and who yeah. actually sp- says your name in the room and it's one of those where like it's all word of mouth my entire career has been word of mouth like she pulled me in and then she had one, another girl that was testing or was doing a spread at the time. She got pregnant by some famous celebrity. I can't remember. Was it Jillian? Jillian, Jillian yes. <laughs> uh, Jillian. So Jillian used me. And then it was like, I think the, after the next party, I got the call from Terry that I w- was going to come in for a... I want to say it was, you used me for the guitar world and I had never met you or anything. That could be. Yeah. yeah. So, that makes sense. 
Yeah. What was your thought of Playboy before you even came? Like, well, I worked at Cheetah, which was a strip club in Atlanta, but it was it was like a gentleman's club, like a five star diner or dinner, mm -hmm. and it was like very very nice. And but they had like a lot of really like beautiful girls. Like, it was just one of those where like I knew nothing about it, but I also was so like empowered by confident women and beautiful women that I just saw the beauty in that kind of photography because mm -hmm. I was always like immersed in it. I guess I had this thought of what Playboy would be and like what Hef was, and it was the complete difference of it it was like where i thought it was going to be this like over the top fantasy it was more like this over the top like i remember pulling up and like the security and all the different levels of what the mansion was uh -huh. but like all the girls and you guys it was more like a very non-formal family because yeah. there was like a lot of the dynamics of like we didn't speak a lot but we always engaged each other mm -hmm. But I always was like, okay, so she's like the ruler of the house. And it's like keeping <laughs> keep, keeping her eye on like what what's all going on yeah. because I dealt with Kendra a lot. And like me and Kendra became like brother and sister mm -hmm. because we were closer in age. And she would just like unload all of the things that she was going through with like mm -hmm. whether it was personal life or just the dynamics. And then like you were like the partier, the party girl, like the always happy always had the themes and was like more of the all-american kind of personality that like it was this three different dynamics but like what totally. you would see in a family a dysfunctional family or whatever oh, whatever, whatever the word right word is but it's one of those where it was just like there was definitely a dynamic and then it was just always weird to me because everyone changed whenever half came down and everybody would like fine-tune interesting like how i want to say this in the nicest way but it was like you Stepford wived it like because everybody if you guys were disagreeing you all got along whenever he was around there's very little like in, in the mansion around other people that mm -hmm. anyone wasn't like behaving yeah I'm so glad you pointed that out because yeah. it's true like it was scary a little bit like you had to be a certain way or you'd be in trouble yeah for sure I will say this much as I'm a good read of people and like and I know a lot of people are probably wondering but like Hef I respected a lot, but after I saw how he reacted to me, I was like, you are really insecure and you are really threatened by the worst things in the world because it's astounding. I know you guys have talked about like, yeah. I, I mean, I was a 180 pounds, some like skinny little gay boy, super happy, like bouncing off the walls whenever I was around you guys, super non-threatening. And then like whenever everything happened, which we'll get into, I was just like, you're worried about me. <laughs> but then it made sense of like, the backstory is like a lot of the girl like mary told me mm -hmm. like a lot of the, the girls had different things going on which yeah we'll get into, but. yeah <laughs> what were your thoughts of the mansion itself like the upkeep of it and the way it looked and so the biggest thing that i thought of is that it was a time capsule and there's a lot of things that i was like really shocked about like whenever like plugging in plugs and the plugs didn't work because I was like because the, <gasps> oh no well no because I like had to search yeah. and it was like especially in hindsight because like I've gone into many celebrity houses mm -hmm. and there's it's super high tech and everything yeah. and it was very much like a time capsule and there's a lot of things that I was like oh me and Hef shared the same birthday so Stop, like, I didn't yeah, know that. April I 9th. forgot about oh my that. God. Yes. Which we can get in because I know you have a question about the parties. Um, but 
there were so many things that I was like, oh, he has he likes the same foods because I would see like he'd have mm -hmm. the, you know, Monday was one or two options. Tuesday was one, two, a couple options he got to choose from. And I'm the same way whenever I cook for my husband. I'm like, you have like seven different meals and we rotate them yeah. and we might change them up a little bit. But it's like the conformity. I was like, oh, that's kind of like interesting. But it was just interesting that there were so many things that it was a time capsule. And then like, I love animals. And so like mm -hmm. every time that like I had downtime, I was out like looking at Coco and I was always like, I want to hold her. <laughs> and like, it was always so fascinating to me, like just how much of a, like to, to go to the grotto and hear all the stories that you see, like the Hollywood movies make out to be. And I'm like, this happened here. And it's like, but then you see like at a party, the whole house came alive. Yeah, it, was so, it totally it, changed. It was totally different yeah what were um, your thoughts on us girls on his girls on us girls <laughs> no i the, like i said i like whenever so whenever i came there it was just the three of you and yeah. i was never being around women of so all different uh types and just i kind of let everyone be like whatever you're you're doing i accept and like as long as it doesn't affect me and that, nothing ever seemed weird to me except for half <laughs> and it was just one of those where because you guys all seem really normal and i wouldn't say that i got like a th like i felt like something was up with y'all but i just felt like it was a time and a place and it was a character that you guys were filling at that moment because of the same sense we're filming a reality mm -hmm. show or you were filming a reality show and it was one of those where you guys ticked the boxes for what he wanted. And to me, honestly, I never saw any of like a sexual relationship at all yeah. from any of you other than the fact that I knew you were a number one girlfriend mm -hmm. and shared the room. Yeah. But there was nothing of a typical relationship or like that energy that I was like, oh, that's weird. It just it never like <laughs> mm -hmm. crossed my path. Yeah, I never had like a preconceived now, like whenever I when I once I left, not left, but I started working with other things, I would see other girls that would come to the mansion and i'm like <laughs> it would just be like i would see the different personality I'm like that doesn't fit or like because i would sometimes see the girls when they're like visiting and they'd be eating breakfast while mm -hmm. i'm doing or setting up and having conversations and i'm like oh you have no idea what's going on or or oh it's what, not in a way but yeah. like just being able to like ha not vet them but see, meeting them and talking to them and i'm like oh, you're gonna have a eye-opening or yeah. or some of the girls coming in and they'd say something to me and i'm like oh you are not gonna go far because it would be <laughs> so interesting because yeah. they would talk about like the fame or the show mm -hmm. or worrying about it and i'm like and i had like Kara mm -hmm. to, to like go off of like you may play mate of the year yeah this is the type of caliber that or tiffany mm -hmm. and like i'm like no yeah <laughs> that's so interesting yeah so draft kings casino is bringing you only the best classics like blackjack roulette and slots plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else I love the slots. Yes. I'm like crazy. Like I love going up and sitting at the bar <laughs> with like the video poker mm -hmm. stuff. Like I just love it. And I love doing it with my mom or like yeah. my aunt and stuff. Like it's kind of like a fun family bonding thing. It's not like I do it so much, uh -huh. but I do enjoy it. And just to pass a few moments, like when I'm waiting for something or somebody. And I just think it's a lot of fun. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code next level. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit 
$5 or more. That's code next level only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering new account. Maximum match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. Was the staff and the other guests and stuff nice to you at the mansion? Everybody was really, really nice. Like Steve and um, oh my god, what Steve was the bald security, security guy. Yeah. He mm-hmm. we had great rapport and Joe, 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 Joe. Was yeah. Joe was great with me, and they laughed at the fact of like how I was being handled because it was <laughs> like they had to enforce it. But they were always really nice. The, like, this is so stupid. Yeah, it was very stupid. But um, yeah, everybody was every. Uh, the thing is, is that everybody was very, very nice. Norma could be kind of short mm-hmm. and bitchy. Mary was, like I said, was like a grandmother or like a, a parent to me or grandmother to me, like where she just said it. Yeah. And like Europe made me like realize my place in the world. It's probably also <laughs> why I realize whatever you're like you're the makeup artist you're the you're here to do what you do and that's kind of been implemented into my brain because she was just like he doesn't want you around you're here to make do you do the girls you'll do the girls you won't say anything be a fly on the wall and we'll let you know and show up on time and like would just tell me to get be gone wow but okay aside from mary and norma was it difficult to work with us no Oh, good. No. The thing is, is that like what uh, you have to remember is that like my, I came from an or- unorthodox, like I worked at Mac and then I worked at a, a strip club and worked with so many different women mm-hmm. and I would deal with normal ones that deal with everything. So I would like I was used to dealing with a lot of women and a lot of personality. And so I kind of like just went with everything. And like I said, I could as a people person and knowing my job of like the psychology be- behind being a beauty expert is mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I knew your your demeanor. I knew the dynamics right away that Kendra was the young time bomb that was like time was like annoying because you never knew what you're gonna get. And like even as a, make, yeah. a makeup artist, like I was just always like I felt bad for her and I was we bonded really close. But that also, you know, she she did me wrong, but unintentionally. But the yeah, as far as like you guys were great. The only thing I will say is I I put it in my notes is that I always try to bond more with you, Holly. Me? With, oh, that's impossible task. What? No, but I'm saying is because we like once you like with the flamingo or not the flamingos with mm-hmm. the oh my god, peacocks, the white yeah. peacocks, and then the hyacinth, and I was like yes. telling you the, the stories and like I was always I always tried to like connect with you on that level, but I also knew that's why I was just like she's got 15 things going on of like the dynamics that were going on behind the scenes. No, I super appreciate that. I'm a tough person to connect with, though. So it's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> and, but there was there was like times where we, when we did have like moments, because I, I have a picture somewhere where you guys are all like all sitting on my lap yeah. and we're in Vegas. And it's like, so we had moments, but it was one of those where everybody was, everybody was easy. And I could always make knew how 
you always seem the most stressed. Out really? Of, out oh, of, no. Please. No, because you were, because I think, Holly, you came off, or for, for me, mm-hmm. you came off as secure in the position, and then you were kind of like, you were in the year of health. Mm-hmm. And you were the next in position, but had to deal with Kendra. You were also trying to put out fires because you were hearing it. Kind of like where I was at, like you would hear at the, at the same time because we'd be in the hair and makeup chair where you'd be hearing it from the publicist or you'd hear from Mary come up and tell us what was going on. So you were getting the bomb dropped on you of what was going to be needed or what have changed or yeah. something. And then, you know, little Kendra would come in afterwards with her wet hair and like just be like, OK, I don't care. And yeah, fuck it. and, you know, I throw a mascara on her if I if I got yeah. the, the time. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think that that's uh, everybody was it was easy pretty Good. much. Yeah. <laughs> so like you said, we did the um, we did the guitar world. We did mm-hmm. Captain Morgan and then you did other things in between oh, yeah. there and stuff like a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Anything memorable about the Captain Morgan ad that you want to add? Um, I mean, he didn't break character. And I mean, I I do remember that's I did touch you up for the Captain Morgan. Mm-hmm. You, it was, oh, you it got was to a, do something. I know, well, no, because you never you always had, did your makeup. And yeah. it was one of those where it wasn't needed. But I was always I was told from Mary, if, if Holly wants something or needs something, give it to her. But yeah, the Captain Morgan's he just didn't break character. And then <laughs> I know that Kendra was pissed pissed that she couldn't be a part of it stop because she tried to act so hard toward us in the show like she didn't give a shit because mm-hmm. the show really expected her to be super pissed like kevin told me that he expected her to like stomp around and be like haters haters but she very much like i think she sensed that and didn't want to give them that so she very much acted unbothered and i thought she was unbothered i had no she idea was, so i think it was more the mo- the uh the money aspect or oh. the, the that part of it i don't think it was necessarily that she couldn't be there that day but she mm-hmm. was pissed that she didn't have that same opportunity because of her age yeah so Interesting. i remember that i don't remember the exact caliber but i know that she wasn't happy because i remember her telling me about it yeah well she got to earn money in lots of ways we weren't allowed to so yeah. <laughs> true yeah. i just remember i really liked my hair and makeup that day i had the big, the big hair yeah no I we had you know, well the thing that was fun with so here's a here's a great story so i had never worked with clipping extensions before working oh. with yours <laughs> and i remember working with bridget and and we i think me and you bonded the most like with kendra our dynamic was like i was like the protective brother making sure that she didn't like get in trouble we bonded because i saw how meticulous you were with your look which you had set up with like the extensions and you're like so i have a few extensions and you laid them out on the table and i was like i'm gonna nail this and i <laughs> and i we we got there and it was great but it was one of those where i was we, we set that bar but i also love that you always wanted to try things yeah. and always were open to things, but then you trained me, and I say in the best way is that my success in my career is like I learned do what I love and do the look, but there has to be like 20% that you give to the client and let them just if they want to have their bang a certain way, they want to have a lash a certain way. Where I think you know it was great because working with you and then working with Kendra and then also like working with multiple people, I learned how to like successfully make everyone feel really b- beautiful and empowered. But yeah, we, we, you threw the challenge at me because you're the extensions, but we, we, we <laughs> aimed, it was a cover and I was like, all right. Cause I knew how to curl hair and do everything. But like, it was that you, there was all the, um, clip and extensions, which was like one of those where I was like, 
All right, I got this. Because you had a full process of how you played, put them in. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was, you it was always a had a pattern to it. It was a pattern. And then I, then I think I wound up making you a set down Could the road be. or something. Could be. Yeah. I mean, we, how many years was it? It was. How many what? Years did we work together? I don't even know. I think it's one of the questions I was going to ask you. Okay. I think we'll figure <laughs> that out. Okay. So then the Europe trip comes. And yes. you, uh, they ask you how much you totally undersell yourself. So I just, yeah, they asked me how think, much. I don't know. Do you think that's underselling for even back in 2006 when this was? Yeah. It was. Okay. Well, so here's the thing is that I was getting paid 600 bucks to do the two of you hair and makeup for press. So like if you went and did something, it was 600 bucks. But I, like I told, told you, like Europe was like my second or third job with you. Yeah. Or at least a conversation of that and like being up in Mary's office. And I just threw it out thinking, oh, my God, it's like 14 days. We're going all over. And I didn't want to not get it because it was so like awesome. And I yeah. just threw out that number. And she's like, I think Mary, actually, after I we agreed to it, she's like, I think you could have gotten more. Said something <laughs> of that caliber. But I knew um, I was happy with that because, I mean, I was like fresh into L.A. And yeah. Like, and it was like an experience and like, honestly, it's one of the, I mean, who gets to say that in your career, you went like with Hugh Hefner on his private plane with the girls and saw everything that even I was allowed to see a, a, such a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, that it's still like, so like the only thing that comes close or equal to it is the, uh, I did Mel B and the Spice Girls for the Olympics. Oh, and fun. that was That's like so a cool. moment too, that like, it's one of those that nobody else can have that yeah. memory. Yeah. So one of the things I love to do when I have free time is hidden object games. Like I'm obsessed with it. I love them too. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story, taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I feel like this game was kind of made for us because we love mysteries. We love the 1920s. We love anything visual. We love little brain teasers. 100%. I love it so much. You too can dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. It's set on a journey through the glamorous, roaring 20s. It's June's job to discover the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. This game is about a daring young woman, June, traveling to her sister's estate to uncover scandalous family secrets. There's mystery, there's danger, there's romance, all the things we love. Where will each new chapter take you? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, so we're on the, the Europe trip. Uh-huh. Are you excited to go? Oh, my God. I was like, well, first and foremost, like going back to being up with Mary and her, like setting everything up and like, you know, you walk into her office and it was like the ceilings were super low and just like all super dark. <laughs> and she's like, so this is what's going to be and this is how it's going to be. And she's like, pack light. And I just it was just very much like, buy, like this is what you're going to expect. And I was I couldn't catch up with my emotions of like, cause I was excited, yeah. but I was nervous. And it was like, you gotta remember, like I didn't have any like big celebrity fame or anything of that caliber. And so like, to be like 
I'm going on Hugh Hefner's private plane on a TV show, like a hit TV show. It was like, I couldn't process it all, Mm -hmm. but it was, I was super, super excited. And I think that's why, like, whenever I'll look back at like the clips of like when we're on the Tim's and the clotted cream and everything, I couldn't get the words out because I was just so excited and happy to be a part of what you guys were experiencing yeah because it was like i i i was a fly on the wall but i was still because we were like friends and like hung out like as much as we could because of the dynamics of what was going on and then like kendra i was kind of like always having to like protect her or be her like sidekick because of the dynamic that we had um and i also think that mary put a little bit of the responsibility on me of like keeping her sure in check she's ready and she's ready ready put it in her ear like you know manage her but yeah i was just it was it was so much fun it was it was honestly me and my husband we talk about going back and i'm like i saw so many places but i'm yeah. like i didn't experience them because it was all through Hef's schedule and like i remember like being in the villa in nice and like we were there it was like a, a wink like a blink yeah. it was just like Hours. it was like yeah I remember showing up and uh, maybe we're going out of order, but showing up in Nice and like we, this this huge villa and then it's like, okay, dinner's ready and uh, we're leaving to go have dinner glam and we didn't even have time to do makeup or it was something crazy yeah, because of the schedule because it was just like, go, 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 go. And only in Paris and in Rome did I feel like it kind of like took a pause. Well, Roan took a pause because that's whenever I was banned. <laughs> no. Oh well, let's get into it. Yeah. So the, the plane ride there, nothing eventful, right? No, it's I mean, the plane, the plane ride is where I met Hef. Like, had one-on-one, like, he said, whatever his normal thing, nice to see you, nice to meet you. Like, but it was kind of, like, vacant. Yeah. He he said, it was very, like, he, he had said it a hundred thousand times in his life. Yeah. Um, respectful and everything. But I want to say, and don't hold me to it, but I was given very much a direction of like, out of sight, out of mind, you're here to do makeup, don't do it too personal. Like it was very much like a stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was told that this is something that Hef typically has never done. So don't ruin it for the girls. Because it was something that he it was a yeah. splurge. But they I, I want to say Mary, you guys wanted it. But there was going to be so much press. There was tons of press. So so much press. So much, I know. That is the other thing is like the whole thing was a whirlwind because it was like private. But it was not just like we going on a bus. It was like private tour buses and Mm -hmm. like police entourage and and like, you know, shutting down areas with secure. It was just crazy. And to be like fresh into that world, I was like, I couldn't even keep up with what everything was (laughs) happening around me. Well, I remember um, this is from my perspective. Everything was going great. We get to London. You're you come on all the sightseeing Mm -hmm. with us. You're hanging out. That's all great. And I feel like we were encouraging you to do that. Like, oh, yeah, come with us. We're going to be here and there and Bob, we want you to do all this stuff with us. And everything is great. Yeah, everything is good. So like, I remember I was in the back. I always stay in the back next to Mary. And like, within an eye's distance of, or eye shot of her. And Kendra was always back there because she was, for whatever reason, she was going through a lot of things of like fighting her own battles with whatever, she, where she felt she was at or place. But it was, I was in the back and yes, you, I was always invited. Even Holly, you brought it up that like, you know, you should come and this and that. Mm-hmm. And we were doing everything. And we did the clotted cream on the Tim's <laughs> and like just... 
I think you flash parliament or Kendra flash. Ka- uh, Kendra, Kendra I flash did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just all the different, the different things. And we were, I was such a part of being welcomed and then get to the catacombs and it all was over. Well, we did the catacombs and that was fine. Yeah. Everything was fine until we got back to the hotel. Right. Yeah. But before we got back to the hotel, we were at the Louvre. Yeah, and somebody farted. No, I <laughs> remember seeing the Mona Lisa. I re- well, see. The thing is, is that I don't think I was close to you because they they got you in, and I don't think I went into that because I never saw the Mona Lisa. You offered what? me your beanie at one point when did I was it, running around with a bloody I? nose. Okay, so yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> it was a panic. It was a whirlwind. But I think it that, was a moment. I think that you after that, I, maybe it was around, but like I wasn't up with you with the tour by like with the Mona Lisa because I do remember we going to like a lot of different stops but I don't remember seeing the Mona Lisa and I would have remembered that but I think because there was a time you would have remembered the fart yeah well there's a time (laughs) where like security I was kind of told like given that whole look like let them do their thing because also the cameras were Mm -hmm. around sometimes I don't know if in this moment but I just knew when to like kind of stay back and yeah. be like more of a fly, a fly on the wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to the catacombs and everything. That's whenever I remember being like, oh, this is like fun with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then got back to the hotel and whatever it was is that I was told basically from now on, you're going to just report and there's going to be security around you. And we're not sending you back. It was one of those like, we're not sending you back but oh. just basically be a fly on the wall. Who who approached Mary? Him? Mary told me everything. She's she didn't agree with it. She remember she felt really bad and she mm-hmm. didn't agree with it. But she was you know given the orders of like you aren't supposed to be around Kendra or aren't supposed to be around the girls. Remember that you're a paid employee or you're paid you're paid to be here. Mm-hmm. I was not an employee paid to be here, and it was like be out of sight from now on. Because I remember getting to where was it afterwards. Barcelona. Was it Rome and then Barcelona? Barcelona first. Yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona, Because I remember Barcelona, we were there for 24 hours and the hotel was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was told, I don't even think you guys get hair and makeup there because, or I touched you guys up and then you went off and did your things because we were leaving, we got in at like six in the morning and we were leaving at like six in the morning the next day. Because I remember went out and was like, I'm going to see the city. And like, if I'm forced to do what I need to do. And I like was going to try and eat dinner and like nothing was open. And then it was like 11 o'clock and the tapas place was open. And then I went to the this club that everyone told me to go to. And I'm like hanging out and no one's in there. And then like around 1.30 in the morning, these Australian girls or foreign girls came in and we started talking. And then it was like five and I'm like... I gotta be, a, yeah. <laughs> be back to get on the plane or the hotel. But then when we got to Rome, it all like kind of sunk in. I don't remember calling my parents and like crying. And I was like, Aww. no one wants me to be around. And then it was just overwhelming because I like, they didn't put me in the same hotel. Right. There wasn't Uber or anything <gasps> like, so I didn't have foreign currency. Um. So I like all of Paris after I was not allowed to be around there. And we were there for four days. And I think it happened mm-hmm. on the first day mm-hmm. or something like that. First day. That I had to walk from the Arc de Triomphe or whatever it is. I was like down one of the streets. I'd walk all around and then down and then to the hotel and That's back far. every day with my gear because I, in my small town mentality, I like didn't have the money for the cabs. Yeah. I didn't have the trans. So I was just like walking and doing map quest papers. Oh my God. Um, yeah. 
It was it was I crazy. I remember you saying too that nobody was nice to you. Like you would try and ask for like, oh yeah, how to get and money. The, or... the 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 language difference. Um, it was just I ate dinner one time on the uh, Champs Elysees and I asked for I think it was a steak and fries or something, and it was like. I just wanted to, it was just, it, I remember Paris, I was like, I never want to go here again. No, because no. it was just one of those where I tried experiencing it. I went to like Notre Dame and I was like trying to experience the city, but I was there by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like hurt because I wasn't able to be with my friends. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I had never had that like wall put up. And so it was just one of those emotional things. And I did my best, but like I tell, tell my husband, I'm like, we can go back to Paris. I'm like, I'm, it'll probably be a way more <laughs> thrilling experience yeah, uh, being there with experience. somebody that you're able to see the city with. But yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I was, I mean, I was 26 and I like hadn't seen the world. So it was just every, all the sensories and then everything mm-hmm. happening that I, uh, it was overwhelming. This just in, body odor is officially canceled for good this time. You know what? It's going to be summer and warm weather and spring break before we know it. And we're going to have to think about hot weather management, how we take care of our body, make sure we don't get BO. Unlike certain other DOs, Lumi whole body deodorant is powered by mandelic acid to deliver outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from the pits to your feet. And yes, even our privates. In fact, it was patients' concern about private part odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. Fast forward six years, and her game-changing whole-body DO has now earned over 300,000 five-star reviews from people like me who love smelling great and feeling confident from head to toe. Special offer, new customers get $5 off Lumi Starter Pack with code NEXTLEVEL at LumiDeodorant.com. I love Lumi because it's so light. It's bright, fun packaging. It's fun scents. They have like a lavender scent. And I love it not just for me, but I love to like, you know, give products to my daughter because I feel like it makes using that stuff when you first start needing it like more fun and less embarrassing. And it's just more user friendly when it's like bright and fun and fun scents. You can put it anywhere and it's not white and chalky and gross like other stuff is. Choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage or toasted coconut. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi Starter Pack with code NEXTLEVEL at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code NEXTLEVEL. So the way I remember it too, we did everything together in London. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Paris and that first day there, we go and do the catacombs and the Louvre and all that stuff. And then we get back and then somehow, and I don't know if we were just talking about it in general or what, but Hef got wind that you were with us on the sightseeing. So what I think it was is that we were having great experiences and like we, I mean, if you look back at the footage of us, like in London and like the, like I'm there with my, my disposable camera and all mm-hmm. the different things. Um, but we are in, like engaging each other, like you, like friends do. And I think that that hearing from, from what I process now being my age is I'm like, he heard another guy getting the attention and getting the relationship that 
he didn't have control over. Right. And plus, like you said before, like you said, you saw everybody switch when Hef was around. So maybe mm-hmm. even with Hef right next to you, like if Bridget, if you're talking to Steven, it's going to be a little bit of a different side of you than Hef even sees. Yeah. And he could have got alarmed because he used to get really pissed at me. Like anytime I was excited or lit up about something. Mm-hmm. So when he senses that energy shift, it like pisses him off. And, and the thing is, is that I think just especially you nailed it is that like, we were talking like friends and and I there would be many times that even looking back is like the way that we talked to each other, there was like energy and happiness. And like, even our, when we, the times when we're getting, getting glam for like the parties and there's a different bond that if he's an Aries like me mm-hmm. and, and re- relating to how we think it's like a threat because there's a connection that he no in no way can have. Plus the past history that I learned that like girlfriends would say that they're hanging out with their hairdresser and it's their boyfriend. Yeah, totally. So like having that relationship, that's what Mary told me it mm-hmm. was. Um, I think it was more of the threat of a bond that he couldn't control. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So Mary comes up to you and tells you, no, no more of this. Um, yeah, I think it's whatever I showed up. It was just more like um, Mr. Hefner is not um, very happy with the whatever word they use for like the rendezvousing with um the girls fraternization (laughs) or something like that and um from now on you will um have whoever was was security steven and they'll be um with you while you guys while you get them ready and then you and um, have to do it in mary's room yep because I think it was in our room yeah. at first. And then it was like, nope, now it has to be in Mary's room. And secu- security is going to be standing at the door. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was Steven. Easy. And he knew how stupid it was. Because <laughs> he would just be like. I mean, I, yeah, I knew how stupid it was. But I also respected it because I was there to get a job. But it, to me, it was more of like, I knew I didn't do something wrong. But I was so young and so um, naive to think that and I mean this in the nicest way but at the time that I, it was a friendship mm-hmm. more than it was a job and like over the years we've remained friends and and have a relationship but at that time I literally was there and I misplaced and it was that first reality of what I I've learned many times over is that a lot of times a a working relationship can get misconstrued and the boundaries can get diminished to where you don't realize that this is still a job mm-hmm. no matter how friendly, friendly you, are. you are this still is a job well there was a lot of drama now i don't know if hef just got like super tired at this point in the trip or what i was, was tired he was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was so much drama like keith uh sent his date home she was weird was she yeah i just remember being like what is going on with that? i just remember her being oh, nice no but but it was she was weird but it was one of those like I felt like she was there for a purpose. Like, like I said, with some well, of the girls. I think girl, he thought so too. Well, and no, that's why it, she got it's a prime example of when I mentioned about the playmates that would come there and I'm like, oh, you just are coming to get famous, mm-hmm. which is what you do. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, there's a monetary change when you're, you're using your body for profit, which mm-hmm. is what playmates were doing is they're using their, their bodies to make money and to also elevate their profile. Mm-hmm. And but she was like, I could tell. I'm like, you're here to like get wined and dined and live the life. And, Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, he uh, he didn't like her it. Home. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then you. There was rumors. That, I mean, I don't know if you were just oversensitive or what, but you were like they were almost going to send me home. I remember that. Like, I thought I was very emotional. Like, I really was because yeah. I was just like, oh my god, because you're just you're like on, you're you're traveling with strangers. Mm-hmm. You're in another country. another country. <laughs> oh my god, Rome! I have to remind you to tell you about Rome. Um, <laughs> but I. Yeah, I thought that they were going to send me home. And then I, it was just like that whole, like, was I not doing my job? And also, I will tell you that much is that I have since handled it, but I had major uh, social anxiety and just anxiety in general to where I always was worried about not doing a good job or the mistakes and almost self like deprecating. deprecating. And so it was that it started putting that doubt that mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people have, but also like I was, it was prone to me because I never was successful at a lot of things that I did and makeup was always the thing that came natural. And so when I, these little glitches would happen where it, I didn't realize that's not on my talent. It's on the, the people's yeah. choices or personalities. It may, yeah. it affected me much more in a, in a negative way. And so that's where I think that it was just very, very emotional for me because I wanted to reach out and be everyone's friend and, mm-hmm. and please everyone, but I wasn't. But then I also like, you know, snapped myself out of it a little bit, but, and then, but I also like Kendra was, I forget the exact, but she was always going through a battle of like not liking this not liking the way she's been handled not like just uh, very emotional it really seems that way to us watching season two back because we keep talking about it like we never knew during the season what we were going to get like sometimes our friendship would be great and sometimes she'd be really aggressive and like kind of want to like take up the whole space and like mm-hmm. nobody else can have a word in edgewise and it was odd and confusing and even looking back on it it's just like up and down and up and well, down one one minute she'd be like oh my god i love you steven you're like my brother that you know like this and that and then the next minute i was like a fly on the wall it did not matter i mean that's how our relationship ended our relationship mm-hmm. ended with her using an entire another, another glam team for her wedding and like oh Oh, that's a whole story. Oh, we got to get to yeah, that. We'll yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But yeah, it was just crazy because there was just so much drama all at once. And it all happened like right as we got to Paris. Yeah, we got to Paris. It was one of those things where I, looking back, I don't think that, I think Hef knew because he was so busy. Like every, there's so many things that like he was responsible for because of the people that were coming on the plane that I don't think he realized who every single person was and, and, or questioned it because he's just like living half's life that I don't, I think it caught up whenever he saw the dialogue and me and that figured out that I wasn't probably a security guard or uh, something other than like the makeup artist Mm -hmm. and that, that closeness, but there was definitely drama. I know that Mary was getting very over it with like the scheduling and just having to manage everything Mm -hmm. because it was such a high like caliber, like just everything that was going on and things kept on getting added and added to the schedule or like more complicated. So I think he got really tired, but then I think it was just like everything came to a head in Paris. Yes. Something (laughs) went wacky with our schedule too, where I thought we were going to get a chance to sleep in between Cannes and Paris, but we didn't. And we were scheduled to go to the catacombs super early in the morning. And I'm like, I haven't slept like one minute. (laughs) I think everybody kind of felt that way. And then Kendra and I get in a fight I was hoping you remembered about it. I just remember that there was always a battle over the chair and like 
you all, like I said prior, that you always managed everything and kind of like took the blunt or the brunt of like of whatever to accommodate everyone. And you're like less time. You weren't happy about it, but you made it work. We made it work. We would always you were always adapting. But I also think that like that fight happened and I was not in the room. Because that's whenever yeah. I had to go to Mary's. And when I, by the time that I got there, I was getting where you were frustrated. Mary, I want to say, was just telling everyone to deal with it and just to suck it up. Kendra, like I said, to me, I just remember Kendra being in the back of the bus in London and then being like very disconnected from like the experience and always relying on Mary to like make her happy. And like whenever the the cameras came on, I think it was more of a turn on and switch and like overly acting out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just remember her not being in the best mood. Yeah. Yeah. I just know she she overslept and then I got blamed for it. Yeah. And then she called me a fucking bitch. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. She was very lacking on taking any responsibilities. Well, I remember too. And you probably... (laughs) and you'll probably remember this that i um always had to be the first one in the makeup chair yeah because she wouldn't get up early and then we but and even if they had scheduled her to be the first one she we couldn't count on her to be there on time and so it would have cut into my time so i always had to be the first one in the chair right and in my head i thought that we you always wanted to be so that you didn't have to compromise the amount of time that you had well, I didn't want to be the first right. one up and sitting in the chair, but given the situation, that way you I got, knew. You got my full attention mm-hmm. and my in the full time where Kendra was always like, let's throw in a ponytail, put some black eyeliner on, do your mascara and like whatever we can get on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then didn't Hef think that you guys were sleeping together? You and Kendra? I think that was the overall because, like I said, the way that everybody was talking and then the fact that like I, I always was around Kendra. So how'd the rest of the trip go? The rest of the trip, um, I mean, I made the most of it. I remember Mary telling me to um, when I to see Rome, it was beautiful, and I was like, oh. And I looked at MapQuest, and I was like, oh, it's not that. Big. So I like walked, and I like walked all of Rome, and then the next, were we there for two days? Three yeah, I think days. Rome a couple days, yeah, and we had that days. one day where we drove off to Pompeii. Yes. So when you guys went to Pompeii, I wasn't allowed to go, and I was m- so mad that I couldn't go. I wanted to just go on the bus mm-hmm. and go and do my own tours, and they would not let me go. Ugh. Sucks. It's so funny. I saw this ad the other day on TV where this guy walks into the gym, and he's like, yeah, I want to cancel my membership. And they're like, they get over the thing. They're like, we have a quitter on us. And they're like, okay, we're going to need to see your original birth certificate. And he's like, right? my birth certificate and your passport. And he's like, but my mom has my birth certificate Ohio like what and they're like quitter 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 and it's just so funny how it's like so hard to quit the gym once you start like they have you sign these forever memberships yeah it just makes me think of like how the weight loss industry is kind of like a crazy cash machine and it runs on just desperation and crazy diets weight loss products that are temporary you can gain it all back so you really have to be like careful about like making your choices but not when you visit sonobello sonobello is the only way to permanently lose unwanted fat and inches sonobello doctors are masters in micro laser fat removal wherever you have stubborn fat tummy sides thighs arms 
smile. It's going away permanently in one visit. Ask about their modern techniques to eliminate sagging and loose skin. No more feeling embarrassed, shy, and uncomfortable about your body. No more hiding in baggy clothes. No more lights off, darkened room, pretending it's more intimate. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Schedule your free consultation. Learn all about micro laser fat removal. Sonobello is running a great special right now. Visit sonobello.com slash next level. Sonobello.com slash next level. But I also, Rome was emotional because I was like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. And my husband will laugh at this because I, it's a just, it's a Stevenism because I booked a tour that was supposed to like show me around Rome and I got on the wrong bus and it started leaving the city to like <gasps> go out. And I literally got off, made them stop the bus and walked back into Rome oh, scary. because I was like, but it was that naive, like not understanding everything and being like in a whirlwind. I was like, okay, now I'm trying to do my own thing and I'm getting off the bus <laughs> or going oh, on the wrong no. bus and get, um, getting into trouble. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay at the hotel. So. I remember being so bummed that you couldn't just come with us on all our things. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there was no reason why you couldn't come to the Coliseum and yeah. go to the tour and Pompeii yeah. and go do things. You didn't have to, like, necessarily be, like, right on camera and hanging out with us. I remember but... you still fought for me. So Mary being like, why can't he just go? And Mary was like, no, Hef does not want to see him. Yeah. And yeah. it was one of those. Because the um, Pompeii, I, j- I knew it was the one time... Everything else I could go and see on my own. Mm-hmm. But Pompeii, I was like, this is, I said to Mary, I'm like, I, this is like once in a lifetime. Like, why can't I just go so I can at least get there and then see it myself? And she's like, you're not going to get on the bus or whatever oh, no. the, whatever it was. Damn. Were you happy to be home? I remember it was a whirlwind. I told my husband this already, but like I, my, the guy that I was dating picked me up and he made some comment about being at the mansion. And I, it, I was so pissed off because i was so like in like this is my future my career mm-hmm. that i broke up with him wait <sighs> what happened he was like all so he, so he, he like pulled, he came and picked me up and he like went through the rock and came mm-hmm. up and it, he had like this porsche and i was just like he had just gotten in and i like looked at him he's like picking me up for this this trip and he talked down about it because of it being like playboy and like the whole like you know there's the perceptions mm-hmm. and literally i he dropped me off and then I broke up with him. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, I, I remember being back, but I also, it was one of those where I, I knew that there was a job, mm-hmm. but I also knew because you fought for me and, I, and Kendra wasn't happy about the situation is that's where I knew that I just stay away from Hef's eyeline. Mm-hmm. And so like, whenever I was in that, in that room, you notice I never, if I saw you, I knew that he was somewhere near and I would <laughs> gauge it. Because there was all the the doors, and mm-hmm. I could like push the door and see, or you could hear. Because everything changed when Hef was coming around. Yeah, and it was always announced when he was coming down. Because you would say hi to him, and then you, it was like the you'd say hi, and then you'd say hi, and then everyone's like hi, honey, hi, honey, hi. and so it was like the um, That's so funny. So it was like the announcement <laughs> that I could just like get out of the way, and if I ever, ever was stuck in a room with him, I would always try and like sit down or like just so that he wouldn't see me. Um, <laughs> You're like, I'm not here. It was, but so here's the timeline, though, is I did, because I remember it, it did hurt me because we were both um, Aries and born on April 9th. And I went to his birthday party 
And I have a I'm, picture. And, I'm going to post it. Okay. But I'm in pasties, but oh well. And I'm in um, Paul Frank pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so proud. And I was like, because I, I got ready um, with Kara and like I went there and had the time of our lives. And it was just so much fun. And then. Wait, how did you get invited? Kara brought me in the public. Uh, like I got in. I was Kara's plus one. Okay. However it was, mm -hmm. I was. I got in, and I want to say because Kara or Rob approved it, let me go in. But then after that, I was never allowed. Oh wow! I was like, it was almost like one of those like you weren't supposed to. It wasn't done the right way. You mm -hmm. weren't supposed to be able to go. Interesting. But yeah, because I went to one party, and then I would I would be at like the playmate, like Kara's playmate of the year. Um, I was there where Hef was around, and then like our the jobs and stuff. But like whenever I I made like I was like do not. Let him see you because you'll not have a job. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think we I don't think you came on any other trips with us, did mm -hmm. you? No. And I know the next time we go to Europe, they don't bring a makeup artist with us. Mm -hmm. And I was so bummed. And they're like, we're just gonna do people that are there. Yeah. And that did not work out that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was there for up until trying to think when my last hoorah was. I was there like three years, four years. Well, you started in what, two thousand six? Er, yeah, early 2006, because we went the summer of 2006 to Europe. And mm -hmm. we were gone by 2009, or right around 2000, early 2009, so for sure. Well, I know that I was there like at least three or four years, but the last year, it was less and less, because I want to say Kendra was leaving, or like there was like coming and goings and whatever, but the big reason, because you and Sarah worked a lot, mm -hmm. um, the makeup artist Sarah, and I think you had more of a friendship, friendship, whatever the, the separations, because me and Kendra were, did get close. Mm -hmm. And she what brought me in for a lot of different things, like even outside, like we did write TV. I did mm -hmm. write TV with Kendra. She brought me to Super Bowl. But we had a falling out, but it was more of her not understanding the dynamics because I had started working with Kim K and was Kim's, Kim's publicist or handler that did all the events and parties wanted to work with Kendra. I put him in touch with Kendra. And within six months, he had his boyfriend doing Kendra's makeup, and I was out of the scene. Ew, they poached. Yeah. I don't like that. And I had got and I had known this guy and had gotten him work with Kim uh -huh. and then Kendra. And then he had me moved out. And that's why it was I was at Kendra's wedding but i went with tiffany and it was always it was that very much like wow you literally just like kind of stabbed me in the back wow but i also crazy. was like you're so unaware of like anything that's going on like with politics of like relationships and dynamics and everything yeah i have no ill will but it's one of those where it, it did burn because it was one of those where i felt like i was you know very close to her and and then I, you know, she would, she would let me know like where she, we had just like, I felt like I was protecting her. Mm -hmm. And, but then it was one of those where I was like, oh, and it's business. And it was a big life moment that you should have been a part of. Yeah. But, you know, I've had a lot of moments that I'm, I wouldn't change anything at this point. But the thing that I, I find very interesting, and this is not just like Kendra, is I feel like a lot of people, you get in the cycle of like relevance mm -hmm. and not that you want to be relevant, but we live in a society in LA where your relevance is your dollar. Yeah. And like then having those bad influences, not that it's an excuse, but it, like a reasoning of why 
Can we talk about the Kardashian episode we were on? The yeah. most iconic, you're doing great, sweetie, from season one, oh where God, Kim yes. shot her pictorial. So that day was so weird. So for those who don't know, Kim shot a Playboy pictorial, and she had a music video director shoot the first mm-hmm. set of photos. And they weren't really like to hef standards. Like they were beautiful, yeah. but they didn't show a lot of nudity. And it wasn't like the typical Playboy style. And they were kind of like artfully blurry kind of and he wanted like a regular like playmate style shoot from her so they had her come back in it was all like covered for the show and she like wasn't really wanting to do nudity that day she's like i have mosquito bites i just came back from vacation like at the studio they're trying to get and i was not involved in this pictorial i only did playmates i didn't do like i was there that day and they Mm -hmm. had me like pop on and say hi on camera but like i wasn't in charge of the celebrity pictorials but that was such a crazy day because kim specifically wanted you to do her makeup Mm -hmm. and she had you there for that but then i wasn't allowed to do her makeup i know because then everybody on the playboy team was like no we want like the typical playmate pictorial so they wanted sarah to do it but nobody was like being up front with each other so you're kind of standing there like this and sarah's kind of doing the makeup and sarah's like oh my god i think everybody's mad at me and it was just such a weird weird thing it was bizarre like nobody was like being up front or talking to each other it was just like the playboy people trying to get the playboy look and kim wanted to do this and then uh, people over here aren't told and it was so so weird so going to edit going to the episodes and editing so one of the editors I befriended mm-hmm. and he would tell me that literally he would you he would the camera people would look on me because I would always react to certain things with yeah. eye rolls or whatever, but he would place them in to oh, make yeah. me looking like I was rolling my eyes at you or rolling my eyes at Kendra. So I always thought that was funny. But the other thing is, is that, yeah, I was doing Kim and Kim, I knew the backlog of like, she had shot those pictures with the pictures with the, um, she had Ike shot, Williams, I think did it. I, yeah. Somebody, yeah. um, she had shot them way previously and to submit Mm -hmm. and then they didn't want them and then she wanted me but then that was back to once again thinking playboy didn't want me to be doing anything in the magazine because she was fighting for it Mm -hmm. chris was fighting for it i was that weird time where i was still doing you guys but i was also doing kim and i was like doing all like every episode of e was like i was a part of but it was one of those where at the same time they're doing all that but then I have a storyline of setting Kara up with Robert Kardashian. Oh, I didn't see that for episode. For her episode. Oh, that's funny. And so, it was like, it was one of those where when I'm in there um, getting Chris ready, and then I was there, but Kim, when the door closed and the cams weren't there, she had me, like, tweak her makeup. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those where I was torn because I'm like, I know this side of the family and I know this side of the family, but yeah. I want to make everybody happy. Yeah. And that's one where my anxiety got started getting more worse because I was like learning how to ba- balance between the girls next door, Kardashians and like making everybody happy. But I was like up against the publicists and the teams. And- yeah. Well, I have a confession to make about that episode too. Um, that was sort of the Kardashians were still kind of a new show coming mm-hmm. up and they said they were going to do this. And I was, I was pissed about mm-hmm. it because I felt you like, I felt like they were trying to steal kind of what our nuance of our show and put it on their show to give them. Well, Kevin agreed with you and Kevin told Hef, don't do it. They're trying to like I don't know what the right word is. of us, sort of. Well, it was like E trying to take their hit show and be like, let's build up the new show. Yes. And Kevin was like, 
Hef don't do it and Hef wanted to do it. So And so I was pissed and they were like, we want all of you guys to like show up at the studio or something like that. And I think Kendra went there for a minute, but I refused. I don't think she was no, there. She didn't. No, she it was, didn't? It, I no. thought she did. Because I remember, I, I, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the times where I was like, I felt more anxiety because I, I was your makeup artist. And then I was also Kim's makeup artist and everybody was the same to me. Mm-hmm. They've always been the same. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like I saw all the yeah. the turning of the storm mm-hmm. that is like Hollywood. And you're just like the small kid that's just wanting to make everybody happy. And so it was just it, I remember that because you were not having it. I was not having it at all. And I was not it wasn't anything to do with Kim or mm-hmm. them personally. I just really felt like they were trying to kind of poach off of our success and our fame and the iconic Playboy thing that we had going for us. Mm-hmm. They were trying to use that to get views for their show. And I felt very I felt like it was very used kind of. And I was like, I'm not going to play into that. I'm not doing it. I know that that was never expressed from that side of the team. Kim from when I was there is she didn't want to reshoot. Yeah. And she was just appeasing so that she could be in Playboy. Mm -hmm. But, and it wasn't anything about the show other than wanting to be in Playboy. Yeah. I think it was more the network wanted to like pair it up and like oh this show's new so let's like but i felt like even putting her wanting to be in playboy or shooting for playboy or doing playboy period was taking something away from our show something that made us unique which is valid but i think that like in from where i was sitting being on both sides is i you were telling me that and i'm like no kim kim just wants to be in playboy and have that like marilyn monroe like also do something that she's done and like have be in Playboy, and I, I see it. You were looking from like the producer side, like I don't want them taking away from our show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, but it was nothing personal against her. Like I have nothing against her or any of them. Oh yeah, personally. yeah. It was just more of no, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like the, do what you guys do. We're doing what we do, and our thing is Playboy. You yeah. know. Was there anything else to add about that before I move on? I don't think so. I think that was it. It was just like a fun day. And like, I remember Chris being there and she was super funny and she'd like hide in my office. She needed to be out of the shot and stuff. Yeah. Tell us who else you work with. Because, okay, the Kardashians. Um, So I went from working with you guys to working with the Kardashians, all of them, and then doing my, I worked with her a little bit, but my last like time stamp was when she got married to chris humphreys was kim k i did kim k all the way up until chris humphreys Mm -hmm. and then at the same time i started um working with melby and that was iconic because i had always said i wanted to be moved to la to travel the world and see everywhere and like we went on like i was always on a on a plane like we i bet that was fun it was fun it was a crazy time iconic moments um I moved to Australia with her in 2011 and lived there for two years and then came back and did America's Got Talent in New York. And then after that, so I like, I did like six years of just Mel. Wow. And like that whole, like being someone's personal makeup artist, doing everything they do. And then we went separate ways in 2013. And then. 2015, I, well, 2014, I'll say it, I, I got sober and I had a year of finding myself. And then 2015, I started working, I got a job opportunity working in a the beauty business, designing cosmetic tools. Oh, fine. So I did that for three years. 
But you had an eyelash line somewhere in there. Well, so yeah, in 20, 2009, I started an eyelash line, Smoke and Mirrors Beauty. And I it was super successful. I did a, custom lashes for like Carrie Underwood and like everybody that you could think of was, was using them and they were in all the different uh, magazines. But we dissolved the company because my business partner didn't want to grow it the mm-hmm. same way. And it just was kind of like one of those things where you, when you and your friend go 50-50 yeah. and you don't have that business sense, but I dissolved that. And then I was supposed to do my own brush line with Anissa International. And that, after developing that with them, they kind of sold all my brushes off to other brands and then released me three years into the working with them. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Learning that when it, once you are uh, working corporate, if you take a full-time job, they can take anything you design and d- yeah. do as intellectual property. So there's a lot of amazing brushes um, <laughs> out there that should have been in my brand. But since then, um, I've done... I've, once I got sober, I focused on what made me happy and it's working with people and making th- them feel really beautiful and empowered. Um, I still work with celebrities um, and have a, a roster of them, but I just focus more on like the my brand and building the legacy that I want. And so mm-hmm. I've got a lot of exciting, fun things that I'm working on that I can probably talk about in a, a little bit of time. That's but awesome. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Exciting. Did um you were working in Georgia for a little while. Did I yeah. did I reach out to you when you were in Georgia? You reached out about the lashes because I think I had sent you lashes and then you wanted some more lashes. No, I never got them. You never got them. Well they're they're gone. <laughs> but you know what I will tell you is that the well I used some on you, but the Ardell makes pretty much the same lashes I made. Yeah. Um and I use all Ardell's because there's all the naked lashes are pretty much what Smoke and Mirrors Beauty used to be. Well, I just thought maybe I reached out to you one time because I heard you were in Georgia and I was um, filming for Yahoo in Georgia. And I thought I were, I reached out to you at one point to see if you could do my makeup. They hired somebody local. I have no. In Atlanta. I mean, yeah, I have no. I don't remember that. But also, I remember one time <laughs> you met, you asking about lashes and then I um, I said that I didn't have the lashes anymore. Yeah. And then you came back to LA. I'm back in LA. Me and my husband, we, um, we, we, sh- he's the photographer and we shoot a lot more like beauty stuff. So, like, I've worked with Beauty Blender and shot for Jouer and I'm trying to think of all the other brands. He's shot for Fenty, um, Savage. So, we just, we focus on like shooting all the beauty content and w- doing more of that impactful stuff rather than being a celebrity makeup artist. That's awesome. The one thing is, in the best way is I'm like, I've worked with so many amazing celebrities mm-hmm. and I work with so many more, but I'm like, to me, it's not about like the clout of working with a celebrity that yeah. I do what I do. Cause we all, at the end of the day, we're all people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm past that whole, like, Oh, I want to work with this person. Cause I'm going to be this in this position or having yeah. that, social climb if you will or political climb Mm -hmm. yeah did you ever get to work with christina aguilar i did not and i um yeah i did not but i think mel was my christina because i i thought i would travel the world with christina aguilar and do so many different things and i thought that was what's going to happen with kim but then i traveled with her several different times and she does not travel the same way that i like to travel Mm. and she's like very much like would go somewhere wouldn't leave the hotel and like Mel was like, oh, we're going to Milan and then we're going to go out and then we're going to go to dinner. And we're, you know, yeah. it was more like. Mel is a force of nature. So force. much energy. Lots of energy. 
Yeah. Lots of, <laughs> yes. And then we got reunited and you did my um, hair. Well, you did my makeup. Yeah. Or, um, you don't do hair anymore. No, I, I don't learned. do hair anymore. <laughs> Why not? Imagine my kit. If I had to pull my... <laughs> <laughs> it's no, I, I think that's just the more that I... Because I, when I first started working with Kim, I... Uh, or, was doing hair and makeup and it just got to the point where I would only started doing her makeup because of how busy it was and then I just was like never redoing my hair kit and it just was one of those like I'm not yeah. gonna do anymore yeah. I mean if somebody needs hair done I can like fake it mm -hmm. but I don't need to like I don't have the that in my repertoire yeah. anymore yeah but we got reunited we did mm -hmm. um you did my hair makeup or you did my makeup sorry I keep saying mm -hmm. it. you did my makeup for entertainment tonight yeah how'd that go it went good, but it's not out yet. Or maybe yeah, by I the time this so. airs. I mean, I saw them put a TikTok clip up of it, but I haven't been alerted that the thing aired. It was supposed to be for season finale of Playboy Murders. So oh, that, okay. that's still like a month away. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we got, yeah, we reunited, talked about everything, but mm -hmm. we couldn't talk. Yeah. It's then, I'm like, zip, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> see, I thought it, this is how, how social media portrays it is I didn't think you lived in LA anymore. Oh. Because when I moved you know, out here. A lot of people think that. Yeah, because I would have reached out sooner to just be like, hey, what's going on? Like how like because yeah. I'm always I feel like I'm in Calabasas, Hidden Hills area all the time. Yeah, so. I've never left L.A. Yeah. So it's yeah. weird because you're not the first one to say that. To well, me. I also people didn't some people don't still don't know that I live in L.A. And, and some people didn't ever know that I left L.A. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because it's L.A. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That was such a fun conversation. Yeah. I know. To yeah. Catch up. yeah, definitely. It's Thanks so for having amazing. me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's such an iconic time. And I think it's great that, like, to be able to, like, revisit it and, Thanks Absolutely. for reminding me that it's almost 20 years ago. I know. <laughs> like, how did that happen? The show started 19 years ago. I know. It's nuts. But if you guys would like more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.